in Superflex City, the commissioner's office. Back here with Dynasty Outhouse, Russ Fisher. I'm Superflex dude, John Hogue. And Russ, my day has come. Two weeks ago, we got to talk trades. Yes. We spent an entire episode on trades, even though we were just convinced it was going to be a quick 10-minute conversation. I said eight, to be fair. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to get shorter every time we tell the story, by the way. Um, But yeah, I mean, we we talked about this from the very beginning here on the, the Pursuit of the Sweet Spot. We talked about the fact that you know, the, uh, again, the sweet spot when you're setting up a dynasty league is kind of somewhere in between. Something that's going to, you know, everything just kind of works together to drive activity in two different directions, two different channels. You want, you know, you want to, you, you want trade activity. Like that's, in fact, I would even argue that that's a higher priority. It just makes a league so much more fun when it's active in trading. But it's also like it can create some trade leverage a little bit when you do have, you know, at least something on waivers. If it's not this, this is just this is this is my commentary at this point. This (laughs) this is my opinion because I know that you don't agree. But I think that you you can get a little bit of trade leverage out of it if there are, you know, at least options on waivers. They don't have to be good options, but, you know, if I need a bi-week replacement and I can go get it off of waivers just as easily as I can make a trade, then, you know, it's it's a little bit more incumbent upon you to, you know, to to negotiate me with you know, negotiate with me with some modicum of respect (laughs) (laughs) for that player that I'm trying to get to plug it, uh, you know, to plug that hole in my lineup. So, so for me, it's, you know, waivers has always been a very big piece of how I, you know, build and improve my rosters. Um, I I don't have a ton of, uh, of experience with, you know, super active trading leagues. And, uh, uh, you know, I've just kind of grown accustomed to waivers. So here we are. We're going to talk about waivers today, how to set them up, how to, you know, keep them running. And, uh, you know, kind of some settings to work towards that sweet spot a little bit. Um, but I'm still going to involve you in the conversation. Even I really, I'm just sitting here on my phone. I don't, I just figured I'd let you go. You know? <laughs> this is, this, you just, you're just here as like the audience. I'm just. Uh, all I need is sufficient applause from you today. I'll be sitting here. I'll be nodding and going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and not believing it for a second. Like nope. the most disingenuous. <laughs> <nod. laughs> oh yeah, yeah, good one, John. <laughs> so smart. <laughs> I could have just made that trade just as easily, but whatever you say. Yes, because my way is the right way, and there's no other way to do it. I mean, that's all I've been saying for. I've been on Twitter for like four years. That's all I've been saying. <laughs> finally, I'm glad someone's getting it. <laughs> there's there, there's just the bottom line to all of this. Screw the sweet spot. <laughs> I do what Russ says. It's the outhouse way. <laughs> all right. Well, but your your leagues do have waivers. 
<laughs> so um, just because, I mean, there's uh, like, there's got to be kind of a catch-all bin, I guess, for the players who don't end up on your, you know, 50-man rosters. <laughs> so, so, so uh, I mean, like we can talk about the various options for yeah. waivers, um, you know, the, the various systems. And I, I mean, I think that that's still important, even though, like, I think that you and I have a pretty, it, it, at this point, it's not even just you and I, like, there's a very standard way to go about this at this point. And everything else seems pretty stupid. But I mean, we can still like we can still go through them a little bit just, you know, to give people kind of a comparison, kind of a pros and cons of each different system. For sure. And I think we should do this like the opposite yeah. of like last few shows. It's pretty much been you asking me questions because we talked about trades and about the money part. And, you know, I deal with that a lot more than you do. So here, let's let's turn this around. Nice. I'm going to ask. I know we talked about it a little bit. I can yeah. never remember when because we've done so many of these damn shows, but there are two real methods of doing waivers. There is blind bids, the free agent auction dollars, uh, bids, fab, whatever you want to call it. My mind just like broke. I'm halfway through a cup of coffee. Apparently I need to finish it. And the other one is a uh, waiver list, uh, priority pretty much. Um, which do you prefer is, I guess we'll start off with. So, yeah, I mean, like blind bid is pretty easily going to be, I, it, I don't know about you, but it, for me, it's the easy winner. It's also just kind of become the standard at this mm -hmm. point, you know, everybody having the same access to the same players. Um, so, you know, I'll, like I'll, I'll do my best to make the case, I guess, for priority. Just because, again, I mean, I, you know, I think that is it the best that we can do to kind of, you know, present a, a present both as a valid option and let people make their decisions, I think is probably. Well, do you want to go through the facets of each first where we can give the options and the question, the questions we have underneath them? So it sort of builds the case on its own. So it's not like we're trying to argue for something that maybe we don't even believe in. Uh, <laughs> right. So, okay, let's start with blind bid. Yeah. Uh, okay. So first, let's just describe it a little bit. It's pretty much a mini auction every week, right? Where mm -hmm. you'll have a waiver run usually on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. And let's say, you know, there's been players in the beginning of the seasons like Darren Waller, James Robinson, a couple of these guys that end up being a big deal on here. So what you do is you each start out with a, a budget, with a, a dollar amount, and you have to decide how much of your budget you want to spend on an individual player. So you're like, oh man, James Robinson, this dude seems legit. I have $200. I'm going to put $200 on James Robinson. So what that means is everybody who bid less automatically loses. And in most cases, it's who if you tie, it's whoever bid it first. Mm -hmm. um, I know there's also, you know, worst record, or which is you can't really do that in the off season. Uh, so that's a little tough, but that's pretty much the description of what blind bid really is. It is mini auctions every single week for all of the players that are available on the waiver wire. Mm -hmm. um, so here is the first question that I have to you. Do you 
allow, do you agree with, do you like $0 waiver claims? I do. And I know that you don't. And that's where things get interesting already. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, and, and especially, you know, if you're still in one of those crazy ass leagues where you've got, you know, DST and kickers, I, like I think you pretty much have to. You don't want people at the end of the season, you know, completely out of money and trying to figure out how to replace a hurt kicker. You know? I'm sorry, how, how could you go ahead and get more fab if you used all of yours? Well, yeah, you you can certainly trade. But again, I mean, I think that you're, you know, you're you're kind of taking away some people's leverage if you're forcing them to trade at any point. So yeah, just that, budget like, their money better. You know, just saying, go back to school, <laughs> take some econ one hundred and one, and figure your shit out. That's all I'm saying. No, um, you're, no such I a, see the thing. you're such a capitalist. <laughs> Damn straight. Give me my money. Uh, okay, so it, it's funny. Like the reason you know John says I don't like it, which honestly I'm not against it in any way. It's just I did it for the trade addicts leagues where there are yeah. no zero dollar zero dollar transactions. Everything you have to pay for, and it is. You know, I was joking before, but it's it's true. Mm-hmm. People run out of money towards the end of the season, and you have to trade lower-end picks usually for a couple of fab. Yes. And, I mean, that's 100% the point. Like we said before in the trades episode, which I think was last week, there's there's pretty much no way, no way whatsoever to force activity. Yeah. People needing a quarterback is a very good way to force activity on the waiver <laughs> wire. Like, sure. oh, crap, you know, my guy got hurt. I need to put money on this quarterback. Then you start trading your fourths, your fifths, for as much fab as you can possibly get. You know, that is the like when you zero out and you need to make a waiver move, <laughs> that is kind of forcing activity. Uh, yeah. It's not that I'm, I, I'm in real life in other people's leagues. It's not as if I would be like, oh, gross, man, zero dollar transactions. <laughs> no, I completely get it. And, I, and again, it was just for the format of my league that I did, you know, I did not have zero dollar transactions. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny, like the way I put it, if we're going to draw parallels between blind bid and waiver moves, waiver uh, priorities, Having zero dollar transactions is like the equivalent of having no roster, no waiver move limits. Like mm-hmm. I'm in one of my keeper leagues where just this year, because of COVID, I convinced my friends that waiver move limits are ridiculous and stupid and he should stop it. Because why are That's you trying to limit? Took. That's all it took. Global pandemic to finally fix something. We still have kickers in DST and he refuses to get rid of either of them and doesn't have a good reason why. He's pretty much like, this is the way it's always been done. This is what fantasy football is. Even though I did get him into Dynasty and we have none of those things, but argument for another time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So having $0 bids is pretty much the equivalent of no waiver limit moves. No, waiver move limits. That came out wrong. Because uh, you can just keep making as many as you need, as many as you need, and it doesn't really matter because you're not spending any money. But if someone's $1, you lose that guy. Um, having Forcing people to pay for every single move is sort of the equivalent of having a waiver move limit because sooner or later, you run out. Like, you can't do a move. Um, usually, you can't trade for waiver moves in, in a priority list kind of league. But here you can trade for fabs in most leagues because there are some leagues that don't let you. But again, I don't know if that's a, I don't know if that's a besides the point or if that's a further detailed point. I'm not completely sure. But like that, that to me is the big comparison between the two. I am a fan of no limits. Like I, making people not able to be active 
is wrong. That, that's against the purpose. Like we do all of this, every argument John and I have had has been over how we want our activity to come from. Mm-hmm. But the real, the, the back end of all that is we both want activity and putting a limit on that just sort of negates activity and that's silly. So the real answer is, should there be $0 waiver transactions? Probably yes. If there's not, you absolutely need to make fab tradable because otherwise you are just screwing people over. And while I am, I mean, I work in accounting, so you know, I, everyone should budget their freaking money. I don't, <laughs> I mean, and, and like, what are you gonna, are you gonna tell someone not to go all in on James Robinson in the, in the off season and then just be screwed for the season? I get there's a little bit of strategy to it, but that's kind of a crappy strategy. Um, yep. Okay, so let's move on. This one's a little tied together. Uh, do you only do waiver runs or do you have first come first serve after your waiver runs? I do first come first serve. Um, but again, I mean, yeah, uh, we're, we are, and I don't know yet where you stand on this one, but like, I'm, I'm definitely sounding very socialist here. <laughs> like, uh, you know, $0, you don't, you know, you don't have to pay for your players. Uh, like you could go an entire season, make, you know, m- make, you know, 10 moves, you know, waiver claim or not waiver claims even necessarily, but, you know, pick up 10 free agents a week for the entire season without spending a dollar, mm-hmm. you know, in my system. Um, and, and kind of the idea is, uh, well, part, uh, you know, part of the idea is, I mean, you're, you're not going to get in on, you know, the big name free agents if, if, you know, if you're going to be that tight with your money. Um, but, you know, I, and, and it, like the thing is fab is meant to be spent, you know, and yeah. I, like, I, I don't like to force people into that because there's strategy behind it still, you know, there's strategy in how you, how you spend that fab. And, you know, if, if people, you know, aren't going to use it strategically, I don't want to force them to, mm-hmm. you know, I, I want like the, it's, it, it's really kind of a, it's a, it, it's a suboptimal outcome. If you get through the season with all, with any amount of fab left, essentially, you know? Yeah. You're leaving money on the table for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. There was, uh, yeah. Like there's kind of no reason not to spend that. So, you know, you just kind of like you did something wrong. So, you know, I, I, I don't want to force people into a position where they're spending their money correctly, just, you know, just necessarily. I like to actually like make them think about it and actually strategize and, you know, come to the conclusion that, you know, I, I either, either, you know, I, I spent, you know, like I, I maybe I didn't spend enough money throughout the season because I still got some at the end of the season, and you know now I need to rethink my strategy for next season, or you know I spent it all way too early and I probably didn't necessarily have to, and now I need to. I wasn't in on the big name free agents, you know, around the fantasy playoffs, you know. So like they're they're just like. <laughs> It, it's very cerebral and it's very underrated. It's very, you know, it, it, it really kind of fl- flies under the radar. The fact that like, you know, if you, if you give people these options, you're making them strategize. Mm-hmm. 
And so that's that's kind of the bottom line for me. That's where all of this comes from. Zero dollars, um, first come, first serve, which basically means, you know, every player who clays, who clears waivers is now a free agent. You get mm-hmm. to pick them up, no cost. First come, first serve, you know. Ah, ah, ah. That last part, you're jumping ahead a little bit because, man, my ears don't like earbuds. They just like pop that one out for absolutely no reason. As I was in the middle of trying to make a point, is um, there anything more annoying, by the way, than like your your pods earbuds just like jumping out of your ear? I try to do the big over the head ones, but my ears get super sweaty, and I find myself like constantly playing with like one at a time, getting it off my. It just this is was better than anything I could do with the over the ear ones. Yeah, uh, but like. Back onto the point, which I completely lost my transition. Um, <laughs> so should first come, first serve ad drops be for free? That, that's the next question. Uh, mm-hmm. Like you described before, first come, first serve ad drops come after the waiver run. So 99% of the time, that means anybody worth picking up is probably picked up, whether it was paid for or $0 bid, whatever. These guys are the guys that everyone expected or you just knew should get picked up after that there's just all these guys sitting around should picking up any of those guys cost you anything and i mean clearly i know your answer but i have to ask it like it's a question anyway (laughs) yeah and uh, no to me i mean you know we always we always say you know what the nfl does like that's not a good reason to do it in fantasy because it's two totally different games but there are some things about the NFL and, and you know, their economic system, I guess, that, that make a lot of sense and, and do kind of translate to fantasy football. And to me, this is one of them. You know, if a player clears waivers without, without anybody putting in a claim and spending the, the fab to make that claim, then, you know, like the, the idea that that player is worth anything has you know, has expired because <laughs> if he was worth anything, somebody would have spent on him. So, you know, if, if, if nobody's willing to make a claim on that player, I don't think that you should have to spend anything to get him afterwards. Okay. Well, here's my argument against that. Okay. You're wrong. That's my argument. <laughs> uh, no. <Damn> okay. <laughs> well, I mean, in, in trade, I tried so you, hard, but... you tried, but you know, again, my way or the highway, just um, wrong, <laughs> just wrong. In the Triadix leagues, it costs two dollars to do a, a first come, first serve pickup. And again, no real reason. It was just an idea I had. It was to make it so Fab was a little more important. It's something that is more tradable at the end of the season. Yeah. Here was my one real reason behind it, other than just trying to make Fab more important. If at the time you cared about getting this guy you would have spent the $1 instead of having to spend two. Or something new came out that made you need to go get this guy, in which case there's a reason you're picking him up and it still should cost you a little bit. Mm-hmm. That, that's pretty much my thinking about it, is either you're paying for not thinking about it the first time or something new happened and this guy probably would have gone for a dollar or two. So I'm going to make you pay $2 just because you didn't think of it right away. Yeah. Now, is that the right way of thinking? Probably not, but it's what I rationalized myself that made it not terrible. Again, it's very capitalist of you. Um, But I, I don't know, like I, I I don't hate it 
Um, I don't hate it. So, it, it, but it's still first come first serve, right? One hundred percent. Like, yeah, you can just go in and hit the add button, and the guy is magically on your team, but you lose two dollars from him. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't hate it. <laughs> yeah. It, I, again, it's it's not. I don't necessarily think that's the way it needs to be. I think my leagues are the only leagues I know of that do this that actually charge for first come first serve pickups. And again, I, I explained three times why, so I'm not gonna bother doing it again. But here's here's my thing. And again, we'll relate it to the waiver claim, the waiver priority list. Once it comes to, once the waiver runs and you start with those first come first serves, that doesn't affect your priority. Like you don't lose or gain priority by first come first serves. So that is the equivalent of having a $0 pickup in fab. So this is the one, there's no real way to do an equivalent of this in the waiver priority list. So that's the one reason that is really to try and keep things even, you would say $0, it shouldn't cost anything. Though that's not, no one's aim is to try and make it seem fair. Like maybe if you're stuck in a waiver priority and you want to push your league towards fab, that's what you say. $0 first come first serve is the same thing as not losing your priority in the list. And, And that's really Honestly, that's the way it should be. But again, I had a silly idea when making my league, so I figured, let's run with it. And no one's ever really complained <laughs> about it, so I just kept it going. Well, I'm not changing it now anyway. I'm not changing nine freaking leagues. Um, hmm. what was I, okay, so let's let's run through this again because we're still on blind bid. Uh, we did zero waiver transactions. The answer between waivers and first come first serve is you probably should. It's you don't want to limit people on doing things. If you are like me and you like forcing people to do things, maybe you, you make it not zero. You know, you don't make it a lot. Like making anything more than a dollar or two as your minimums is ridiculous. Oh, unless you have like, let's get, okay, no. I don't want to get to the next question just yet. Uh, make it a very low dollar amount based on the percentage of total fab you, you give to each team. And we'll get to that question next. Um, only waiver runs or waiver then first come first serve. I wanted to talk about this for a second because I had my very first home dynasty league. My friend begged and begged and begged for him to run it. And I'm like, fine, go ahead, man. And man, he ran that league right into the ground. <laughs> um, he only, and here's, here's why, like there was, he only did waivers, but the thing is he only did one waiver run a week. If you're only doing waivers and no first come first serve, to me, you need to do one Sunday morning. You need to do a waiver on Sunday morning because people get people pull hamstrings in practice on Thursdays. Like you, you can't hamstring can't hamstring someone. Huh? Nice, not on purpose. Uh, like you can't screw someone over that bad at the last second. Yes, it's dynasty. You have deep rosters. Chances are the people on the waiver wire shouldn't be starting for you, but that doesn't mean you should tell someone they can't do anything about it. Um, just having one waiver run on a Wednesday sucks. I, I mean, that's the only really thing I could think to say is, like, you're leaving someone on the waiver wire that may be in, like, playing in your game. Like, imagine the amount of people that picked up, like, Mike Davis or Wayne Gallman. Nobody had him rostered until that week that uh, Saquon got hurt. And imagine, like, 
Saquon got hurt on a Thursday in practice. Like Wayne Gallman would be stuck on the waiver wire scoring 20-something points, and you're just staring at it. Mm-hmm. That's crappy. You don't want that to happen. Like You want good players to be on teams to score points for them. That's the point of it. So if you are only going to do waivers, I recommend at least two. I know leagues that do one every day. Um, well, they do Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Sunday. Like There's a waiver run all of those days. So while it is you still have to bid on everyone, there's no first come, first serve, there's a lot of chances for you to go and do it. You know, yes. there's still zero dollar amount, zero dollar, zero dollar, zero dollar bids. So you don't have to, it's not that they're forcing you to spend money. You still can put through zero dollar bids, but there's no first come, first serve. There's just lots of chances to get your guy at different times through waiver runs. Yeah. But so my problem with, like continuous waiver runs is just like there, there were, I, and I'm trying to think of examples. Like I know that Leonard Fournette was a surprise inactive at one point. There were other guys like that throughout the season. And I can't like, I'm kind of drawing a blank on who exactly, but like there were times where you had a guy in your lineup and, and especially like if it's a late game, like say you've got like a, a you know, a player in a primetime game, who's going to be a game time decision and um, or, or is a surprise inactive and, you know, you have to scramble to the, to waivers or to the free agency just to pick up a replacement, just to get a warm body in there. Like it's not going to be somebody who's, you know, very likely to get you any points. Like, you know, when Leonard Fournette was, uh, was a surprise inactive, you know, you go get LaShawn McCoy and hope that he catches a pass or two, you know, so you don't get a zero. So, you know, we're not, we're not going out and getting weak winners. We're just trying to submit a valid lineup Mm -hmm. and, you know, you weren't able to do it. Like if it was a Sunday night game, you didn't find out until, you know, and it, 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 and you know, it's not like it was a, a game time decision or anything like that. Like you didn't, you, you, there was no reason to believe that you weren't going to have that player. Mm-hmm. All your other players are locked. And now you've got to, you know, you've got to figure out a way to get somebody into your lineup. You can't go do it in free agency because it, all the, everybody's locked. Yeah. That's even a very for, good point that I didn't even think of. Yeah. Later yeah. games. True. Four o'clock yeah. rolls around, you're kind of screwed because there's no more waiver runs unless you right. do three waiver runs on a Sunday. You know, <laughs> do one, do one at twelve thirty, do one at four o'clock, do one at eight o'clock, and then what? Yeah, Monday at seven thirty. I mean, yeah. Thankfully, MFL or all of these things can probably just do that for you. It's nothing the commissioner has to do, but that still just sounds like a pain in the ass. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, all those all those waiver runs would just be. That'd be nuts. Yeah. I mean, you could do it. And honestly, like that is, is as much as, (laughs) as much as it sucks to, to set that up, that probably would be the best system in all honesty, like have a waiver run, you know, right before each, the start of each game or each set of games. Um, That's probably the, the perfect system because then, you know, your opponent could conceivably go in and, outspend you for the player that you're going you know for LaShawn McCoy yeah. for instance block you from getting him and now you still you still took a zero at that you know that flex position where you had Leonard Fournette just in this hypothetical situation and you know they basically just bought a win 
like <laughs> you know that's that's kind of cool i think but um yeah that it's it's it just makes for a lot of moving parts i think it, honestly like the easiest thing the path of least resistance here is to just do the one we waiver run on wednesday and then and and you know one of the other logistics to the whole thing is um, to me, like, this is a pretty important piece. This isn't really sweet spot. This is just like, this is really what you ought to do. <laughs> but, you know, anybody who, like, if you drop a player to waivers in order to pick up another player, that the player that you dropped has to be locked for, to me, at least for 24 hours. Like, they're still on waivers. Slow your roll, buddy. <laughs> Slow your roll. We'll get to I, that later. I can't do it. I can't do it. But... Yeah, I mean, but beyond that, like, you know, the, the one waiver run on Wednesday and then everything else is first come, first serve from there. Yeah. With the exception of dropped players. I said slow your roll. Okay, so let's let's get to the last question in blind bid before I mean we went over a lot of the waiver list stuff as we're giving the blind bid, but we'll go over it again. Yeah. Do you have a preferred amount of fab for a team? Not really. And, and, you know, we'll talk about it when we get to uh, startup auctions too. But like anytime you're talking about this fake money, like, I I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a little different for like, you're going to use actual money. I I know some leagues do that. You have to like, actually, (laughs) yeah, you actually throw money into a pot when you make a claim like that. Um, but like it, when you're using fake money, to me, it's it's less about an amount and it's more about a percentage. Exactly. So, yeah. So I don't it doesn't matter too much. But I, I, what I will say is I think that if you're going to do if you're going to, you know, first of all, if you've got a, a minimum blind bid of more than, you know, zero, like a dollar or more, or if you've got that minimum for a free agent claim like you're talking about Mm -hmm. i think that you probably have to bump it up a little bit yes for sure um trade addicts leagues are 200 dollars, and we do have the no zero dollar the one dollar minimum and the two dollar pickup not many teams run out of money i will say that now for people Mm -hmm. that are you know asking the question in their head does like how does it work very very few not even a, a team per league on average um i will say I, I do think I found that somewhere around $200 is my sweet spot for it. Mostly because when you're doing $100, it makes a $1 move a little bit like that's, that's sizable. That's stiff. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're doing, it's a little, it's well, twice as less valuable, half as valuable when you're doing $200. But like when you get up to, I know people have like $1,000. It, yeah. being able to bid a dollar on a thousand dollars like you might as well just have unlimited amount of money like it, right. it, it, at that point like you need a maximum just in case someone insane ends up on waivers and you want to spend all your money on it but at that point the only thing that makes i think fun with a thousand dollars is bids are going to be all over the place yeah like you're going to be like, oh, this guy's not worth a lot. Let me throw five bucks. And someone's be like, yeah, this guy's not worth a lot. Let me throw 65. Like there's such a, a variance in what people think not a lot of money is when it comes to a thousand. But still, like you could just do so many moves for like, if you're doing a thousand dollars, there shouldn't be zero dollars. Like it, it's just 
clearly I can't say shouldn't, but I, I think there should, there, well, I guess I can't say there can't be. There should, no, so I did say it right. Um, it just, it, the two don't go together to me. It feels so weird that you have the ability to make so many moves with almost no cost to your, to your fab, to your team, to your whatever, that you would need $0 as well. Because spending $1 at a time at $1,000 would take a hell of a long time to, to, to <laughs> your fab out. So, right. I mean, well, I, to the like 500 is the highest I think you need to go. And yeah, then, that's that's a lot. Yeah, generally, I agree with you. Like what I will say is, I think, you know, the the more players essentially well, like what it's going to boil down to is like the more the more usable players you've got on waivers, mm-hmm. kind of the, you know, the the more money you can, you know, the more fab, like the higher the budget can be. So mm-hmm. like, you know, it, so it somewhat depends on, um, you know, the, the size of your rosters True. You know, for those, so for those super small rosters, uh, you know, I think that you can, you can kind of, you can run up the amount of the budget quite a bit because you're going to have some, some all in plus type of, of runs at some point, you know, yeah where you were talking about like, you know, Darren Waller, James Robinson, like finding those guys on waivers, you know, Andy Dalton, when he took over his yeah. starting quarterback, like the, those were some big time waiver runs where people were like, they were, they were already going to throw in, you know, their entire stack. And then they had to trade for more <laughs> because, mm-hmm. you know, to make sure that they, that they won that, that arms race. So you know, like at that point, I mean, go for it, you know, have mm-hmm. put a put a ton of money in there. But when it's going to be, you know, in those like trade addicts is, you know, 30, 30 players on a roster, I believe. 32. Yeah, 32. And that's, you know, not counting taxi squad and IR, which are, you know, pretty deep as well. So there's never going to be that monster waiver run. Like there's there's gonna be maybe I mean one there will player. be just super rarely like there yeah. are years with, there are years where there isn't one but then James Robinson happens or yeah. um I'm trying to think like Damian Williams absolutely happened that two or three years ago at this point but yeah. like Anthony was on a roster <laughs> you know, yeah so it, it comes and goes with uh, with that kind of, you're absolutely right yeah I also you need, you need more variance with dollar amounts with smaller rosters yeah. I also have a, a league that it's, uh, you know, it's, it's decent sized rosters. I think it's 28, which, you know, we kind of identified is probably right around the sweet spot, but mm-hmm. it's a, it's, so it's a 26 team league with two copies. So, mm-hmm. you know, like technically like the, the loose lazy math on it is it's like a 13. Yeah. I just 13 that in my head. That's so weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So it started off as 28 and we had to uh, contract because we lost two owners and couldn't replace them because, you know, they're the teams were just such crap. Yeah. Um, but like, so, yeah, so two player copies and and like the the lazy math is 13, you know, essentially a 13 team player pool. But like the reality is all, you know. All, when all 26 teams have the same access to yeah. like, you can't have both copies, but like, you know, two teams in one conference can still have, you know, the, the both copies of a player 
for yeah. instance. So anyways, like it just, it still expands the player pool enough that you can, you can justify, you know, running up the budget there too. Yeah, sure. Okay. So I think we gave a good view on blind bid and fad and all of that. Let's hit up the waiver list real quick. So the way the waiver list works is exactly like it sounds. Um, the way I've seen it when it comes to the starting priority for the season is reverse of the startup draft order, mm -hmm. or it goes in the order of the rookie draft order, depending on what year you're in. Um, so pretty much if you had the, if you're on a 12 team league, if you're in the startup, the team that picked 12th gets the first priority, or if you're in the rookie draft, whoever the one-on-one or earns the one-on-one, not necessarily who makes the pick gets the first priority. And the only way to lose that priority is making a claim in the actual waivers. Like we said before, making a pickup in the first come, first serve, at first come, first serve, and drops, that is a mouthful. Like that doesn't affect your priority. It is just, I have first priority because I picked at 112. I want this guy. I want to make sure no one else can get him. I'm going to put in a waiver claim. He's mine. I go to the back. Let's say someone else uses a waiver claim on someone else, then they go behind you. So it is literally just, you use your claim, you go to the back. Someone else uses it, they go to the back. It, and that's why they call it a, a rolling priority for the week. Well, I guess there is two. There's rolling priority and reverse standings when it goes week to week, but we're not quite there yet. Um, actually, can yes, we, we are just, there. Can we just eliminate that one real quick? Yeah. Like a we're gonna we'll say it and then we'll do it. Um, yeah. Rolling priority list is exactly what I just said. Let's mm -hmm. say I have the first one and I used it, so I'm back to the one. I'm back to the twelfth priority. But three other people used it, throws them behind me. All of a sudden, I'm jumped up to the eighth priority. Next week happens. It's that same order. Those first seven who didn't use theirs, use their prior, their waiver moves are still there. And then it's me and the people behind me who use theirs after mine. Yep. And then the same thing goes on. Doesn't matter what order, doesn't matter who does first, that person uses a waiver claim, they go to the back of the line. And that's a rolling priority because the same list rolls over from week to week. Another way to do it is reverse standings where every week the waiver list is the reverse order of the standings. The worst team gets the first pick. Next worst team gets the second pick. Yeah. And which is how the NFL does it, I believe. Yes, that is how the NFL waivers work. And we don't do things the way the NFL does it, just because that's the way the NFL does it. Right. <laughs> right. Um, I I don't like worst to first reverse standings waiver priority. I hate um, it. Yeah. It absolutely hate it it's unfair is what it comes down to yes. like just because you're bad or just because you had three dudes get hurt and <laughs> i didn't doesn't mean i shouldn't get a chance to you know i haven't used a waiver move and everyone else has why should i get screwed over just because my team's really good right like, you always want to help bad teams get better but not in the middle of the season and not at the cost of other teams like in a, in a rookie draft, the 101, the worst team should get the 101 because they have the best chance to get better. But that doesn't mean me as who won the league, I shouldn't be getting a pick. Like, you know, that, that, that to me is kind of what it's like, where it's like, I'm always getting pushed. Like, no, you get, oh, okay. You, you took your 101, but your team is still worse than me. So you get another pick and I don't get to pick? What? No, no, that's not how this works. Yeah. You know, so I do completely agree that you should like I rolling priority to me is the only real way to do it. 
just because it becomes a strategy when to use that priority. You know, if you were last year, I held on to it for like six weeks and ended up with Justin Jefferson, you know, because, well, this is redrafts. I, I, I don't remember if I said that out loud first, you know, so no one drafted Justin Jefferson because again, redraft. And then he went nuts and I'm like, okay, I, I usually use this for a running back, but nope, <laughs> you know, pick him up. <laughs> you know, so like yeah. the worst team shouldn't get Justin Jefferson just because their team's bad. Like that, that's not how it should work. Like in season is not when you fix that. It's the off season or the non-point scoring season in Dynasty is when you fix that. Like, uh, like, there's no new way for me to say it as the way I've been saying it. So I think I'm just going to stop talking. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's why I say, like, I'd like to, I mean, we we always say, you know, do what you want to do. You know, whatever, whatever you're saying, like, we're not here to, um, you know, to, to like, to get all condescending about like what you should be doing and stuff. We're just kind of, I feel like I spent this entire show being condescending telling you how you should be doing it. (laughs) (laughs) I end up doing it a lot more than I intend to. And I'm about, and I'm going to, I'm going to do it again now because like I, I just, the reverse standing system. And it's so weird because it's still a default on some of the redraft only platforms like espn and yahoo and i just i mean to me it's just the dumbest thing (laughs) yeah it it, it makes some sense for the nfl but for fantasy football purposes it makes absolutely no sense i'd like to just eliminate it and just say like you know it it, when it comes to everything else do what you want to do do what makes the most sense for you and your league and your league mates whatever you think is fun etc but when it comes to this stuff, when it comes to the, you know, when it comes to reverse order, um, reverse standings order, just don't do it. It's dumb. So, you know, that, but that brings us to the waiver priority. And, and I've got a question for you on this because, um, like I, I personally, I like the waiver priority, the, the, you know, the rolling, uh, waiver priority. I think it's a lot of fun. And like you said, there's some strategy to it. The main problem with it, and I'm wondering if you have a solution for this, is how do you make it tradable? Like, I think that that's kind of the missing piece, right? I mean, that would have to 100% be commissioner tracked. I mean, clearly you can't do that on a site. You need to, one of two things, outside agreement where, hey, go get this guy and I'll trade you this for him kind of thing like or you as they like two people come to an agreement throw it on the message board dm the commissioner and say this is going to happen so when it happens the commissioner just does it automatically like afterwards after the waiver run there's no way to make that like that is absolutely just extra work on the commission if you're willing to do that more power to you Again, if you want, it's a very big difference in the world if you run one or two leagues as opposed to fifteen. So, like me, I would not, I would not do that. I am far too lazy. If you want to go your side agreement and then do it on your own, I'm not going to enforce that because no league is fine, no trade is final until it goes. To, I don't think we talked about that in the in the trade section about verbal agreements. Um, hmm. My stance on that is nothing is official until it goes through the site. In which case, I am not upholding anyone. I don't care if it's on the message board. I don't care if you screenshot your text messages. 
I don't care if until it goes through on the site itself, it, it, it's not official. And I'm going to be honest, is it a dick move to go back on something that you agreed with in your message board on the posts or anywhere? Yeah. Is it illegal? Mm -hmm. No, sorry. I, I, maybe you never trade with that dude again because he went back on his word. <laughs> that, that's on you. Yeah. But it is not on me as the commissioner to enforce someone else to a, a handshake agreement. Like that's, that's not my deal. Uh, yeah. I know there are, again, that being the rules, if it is something you enforce, like throw it in the bylaws if that's something you want to have, because I get it. You should be able to take people at their word, but it's also part of business where that doesn't always work. Yeah. <laughs> so, but again, we're, that's off topic. Um, yeah, the trading of the priority itself, it, it can't be done on the site, which means more commission work, which means it has to be, I would say, posted on the message board that this is something we agreed to. So it's not like you're springing it on the league at the last minute. And as the commissioner, either allow them to just do it, whatever they planned on doing, let team A use his top priority to pick a guy, then trade it to that other guy. Or if you are less trusting of your GMs in your league and it's on the message board and you take that as a binding agreement, you then yourself, the second waiver runs are done, just hit a button and it flips. Yeah. Or I guess you can on MFL do it manually. I've never done it before, so I don't know how it works because there is a process waivers manually. Maybe then you can change the order. Not going to lie. Don't know because I just don't do it and we don't have rolling priority in any of mine. But if you do use priority, go check that out if you're on MFL because that's all I do. Um, in the in the waiver setups, there is a button that says process them or even just on the for commissioner dropdown, process ma uh, waivers manually. There might be a way to change the order in there. I don't know for sure. But to me, again, I still think the best thing to do is put it on the message board first, just so no one in the league is just caught off guard and it saves you from having to hear a lot of people complaining about it. Yeah. I mean, I think that we can probably make things even, even easier here. And just say, like to me again, like I'm, I'm, I'm not saying don't do it. I'm not saying, you know, that I, like I've got a better way because your league, you know, very well could, uh, you know, maybe, maybe you prefer this method and that's totally fine. You maybe you prefer rolling, you know, rolling waiver priority and that's totally fine. It is fun. And there's still some strategy to it. You know, it can be a lot of fun, but to me, there's just like, there's, there are two, just two, two just kind of non-starters with it. And it, it for both of them, it involves trading. First of all, like you said, I mean, it, it's, it's going to take work on the commissioner, like extra work on the commissioner. Mm -hmm. If you're going to be able to trade waiver priorities. Yes. You know? Um, and, and honestly, like you almost have to swap your priority. Like you can't just completely trade away your priority without getting one back. Like that part sucks too. Mm, um, that's, that's, that's a point I didn't even think about. Yeah. Having to like swap priority for someone else instead of just buying someone's. Yeah. Which, you know, so that kind of throws off values a little bit. The biggest yeah. thing for me is like the difference between that and fab 
is the fact that like you can make a small trade for a little bit of fab. You can't trade like a little bit of your waiver priority, you know. Yeah, that's a very it's good gonna... point. It's, it's all or none at that point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and like uh, uh, you know, just just the ability to make a lot of trades, like f- making trab, uh, you know, fab tradable. Like I like I just think about like when the when a store goes out of business and just like they're you know they're having their closing sale their liquidating sale whatever, and you go in there like to buy their you know their CDs or movies or whatever it is that they're getting rid of, they're also selling like they're selling like the shelves and they're selling yep. selling like the cardboard cutouts and you know all their office supplies and stuff like buy the stapler for five bucks or whatever (laughs) like all of it all of it's for sale and that's what i want my dynasty leagues to be i want like as much of it to be tradable as possible buy the freaking windows from me if you want like buy my buy my team name like that's tradable (laughs) like (laughs) all of it just like nothing is off limits and uh i i just want you know i fab is just more conducive to that like that's not not i i i almost said i'm not trying to steer anybody towards fab but like we 100 I mean, have been doing that this entire show that's, that's all this has been <laughs> fab Completely is totally... unrelated in one of my in one of my home redraft leagues well it was a keeper league so we always had like the same people for like a good long amount of time the third place game was the name game bowl where the winner got to choose the name for the other team <laughs> next year um which which is really funny because i'm a huge batman fan so of course the first year we do this i lost and he named my team george clooney is the best batman <laughs> oh nice oh <laughs> uh, like it, it really and then i won it on someone and i'm like you know what i'm going kindergarten on you your team name is pp poo poo pants <laughs> the best part he won the goddamn trophy that year and pp poo poo pants was on the trophy on the trophy oh that's awesome <laughs> that, so, is, that so, is why that rule exists <laughs> the real reason it existed was i was playing this kid for third place and he's like oh third place that sucks I'm like, let's make it interesting he's like what were you thinking i was like oh 10 bucks he's like that's not exciting. That's not interesting. And I'm like, okay, fine. You want interesting? Let's get interesting. <laughs> and then the name thing came up, and he's like, that'll do. <laughs> <laughs> See, like, and that's the thing. Like, if 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 you won third place, or, or I like I lost, what, whatever it is. Like, if you're about to name my team, pee pee poo poo pants, I would totally give you. I mean, I don't, I don't really value rookie picks. All that. <laughs> I would totally give you like a third round pick for the the naming rights to my team. <laughs> no, PB Poo Poo Pants, you're stuck with it. I can't <laughs> believe you won the championship. That was so good. <laughs> okay, back back on topic, because man, we've somehow been going for 50 minutes about waivers already. So here's a question you answered already, even though I yelled at you twice not to do it. Uh, <laughs> when players are dropped. Yeah. There is a choice for these players to be locked for a certain amount of time or be available to first come first serve right away or be locked until the next waiver run. Yeah. Um, Your answer was at least for 24 hours. Uh, I assume the reason for this is because not everyone works in front of a computer all day. So if I drop someone on my lunchtime and someone's on the West Coast, they pretty much have zero chance if they're, you know, an electrician, you know, actually work in a real 
like hands-on job as opposed to me who sits in front of a computer all day. Like that guy is literally screwed out of getting that player because no phone, he can't get his notification, can't log in, can't go to the waivers, can't go pick him up. You know, as opposed to, you know, John who was just sitting on his ass all day doing absolutely nothing. And <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay, that guy got dropped, I'll take him. So th- yeah. that's the that's the, the logic, the reasoning behind locking players. Um, if we are forced to lock players, I agree in, or you said at least 24 hours. I think 24 hours is more than enough. I don't yeah, like I the, do I, I like in redraft, I know my leagues used to bear locks until the next waiver run. <sighs> like I'm fine with, I don't know. Like it's tough because like you want people to, actually that's a lie. It's not the next waiver run, but if you were to pick up a guy who is dropped, it's a priority move. Like you lose your priority to do that. Yep. Um, so I guess maybe like locking players to the next part of waiver move would be good with me in a league where, like we said before, where you have one like every day. Like, so if you drop, you know, Sean McCoy, and then later it comes out that Fournette's, you know, out, that everyone has a chance to get him the way they normally would in a waiver run. Um, honestly, I'm fine without locking players, but again, that's because I sit on my ass all day in front of the computer. So, if, I mean, I, I turned off my waiver notifications just because I'm in too many damn leagues. So I, it's not like I'll be the first one to see it anyway, but still like, I'm just, usually it's not a big enough deal that it needs to be worried about, especially in my league when we have such deep rosters. If you're in like a 20 man roster. Yeah. Like you should definitely lock it. You should give everyone the same chance, but I'm fine either way. This is nothing with waivers is really your make or break for me on a league. So that doesn't necessarily matter to me. Um, do you have anything besides all that we just said about locking dropped players? Um, no, not really. I mean, yeah, you don't want it to be a free for all for one player. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's very rare that it's going to matter in a, yeah you know, in a, in a league, the size that we're talking about, you know, 12 teams, you know, somewhat 27, 28 roster spots is probably not going to matter. Even in the smaller leagues, it doesn't usually matter, but like, you know, just kind of anecdotally, like in my first dynasty league, the first year of my first dynasty league, um, you know, somebody got drunk and dropped a 24 year old Keenan Allen. and you know if if he didn't lock and and have to clear waivers just like everybody else you know it would it would have just been whoever gets on the computer first gets keenan allen for free did you actually hold him to that or did you give it back to him uh we we held it to him uh against uh we yeah we stuck with it <laughs> drunk moves, um, tennis moves. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and, and the guy was fine with it he was like i mean it's my own fault for yeah. you know making waiver moves drunk but you know so but but you know we not only did we were we able to prevent you know kind of that free-for-all for keenan allen we also were able to extract a ton of fab by, yeah. you know, by making people actually bid for him. Um, yeah. Just like we would if he was, you know, if he had been dropped prior to Wednesday, he still would have, he would have been locked. He would have been on waivers. So, you know, it, it just kind of stands to reason that every, every free agent should have to clear waivers. And, you know, a big part of that is just to 
continue to drive activity and mm -hmm. suck out some money. All right. So on the bigger scale in a dynasty league, do you think waivers should turn off at any point of the year or should it just be year round open waivers? Um, for me, it, it, uh, so when, the the, when each team and, and this is one thing that we don't have on our sheet, by the way, but, um, for me, like each week when that player's individual game starts, that's when they lock and they oh, yeah. unlock until they clear waivers. Some yes. leagues will, will just lock everybody at the start of games on Sunday. Oh, I feel like we, you know, we were talking about doing waiver runs at four o'clock. So I feel like we were <laughs> yeah. sort of pitching for start of your game. Uh, yeah. Box anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, like, you know, just to make sure that that's not just kind of an implied thing. Yes. A good, um, good call. Yeah, it makes a ton of sense to to you know wait until their game actually starts yep. for that player to lock. Um, but then you know, so um, week sixteen, you know, the last game, the Monday night game, the last players lock at the start of that game. To me, they stay locked until and and like there, <laughs> we've got a lot of different ways to talk about this um, in a future episode. Uh, like at what point does it unlock? At what point do you start doing waiver runs? Um, but from uh, like the short answer for me is they stay locked until, you know, the rookie draft at the earliest. And when, then, like, do you, when do you lock them though? When do you uh, stop waiver runs? Um, so the, so the last Wednesday of the season, Wednesday of week 16 is the last waiver run. And then it's first come, first serve until that player locks uh, at the start of their game, and then they just stay locked, stay okay. locked for the rest of the non-point scoring season. I don't know. How do you do it? Okay, so I changed it this year because I don't know why the hell I did it the other way anyway. Um, so I'm not going to talk about that because it was dumb. Uh, what I do now is when MFL rolls over, the last – because they do the Tuesday after the Super Bowl. So pretty much that Wednesday before the Super Bowl is now my last waiver run. So you have a little time after the season because I oh. do think there is value in playoff games. You know, they're all island games. There's no two games at the same time. They cross over a little bit sometimes, but like everyone's watching one game. So if one third string running back goes nuts, people want to pick him up. So that's fine. Let him yeah. do that. Um, but the second MFL rolls over, we start our new league on the new league year, no more waivers. Yeah. Um, and then a big reason I say, like, I know it's dynasty. It's a year round. We always say it's year round. So we trade year round. The reason I like turning off waivers is because our rookie drafts, which of course we'll get to later is rookies and free agents. So every once in a while, there is something that a free agent can go somewhere can someone else go on the team go somewhere? And all of a sudden you're like, okay, maybe I'll use my late second, early third round pick on this guy. Like Gronk was taken in almost every single rookie draft last year. Right. Because he was retired for like a year and a half or whatever. So like he went in the second or third in a lot of rookie drafts. So it's to sort of build a little not you're not gonna find many guys that are gonna like use a first round pick on. Let's put that out there. You're like not that much is gonna happen, but it's a little bit of something. It's a little extra value to these picks yeah. that you can get a free agent instead of just a dart throw of a fourth round pick. You know, that that's really the big reason for locking it. Because it's not like I have to track it. 
It's not, you know, there's no extra work on the commissioner for having waiver to having waiver runs. But still, I like it because it helps build value for the draft picks for the draft for the for the rookie draft. Because you can start being like, all right, there's like three or four free agents now. Like Tyrell Williams might not be owned in a lot of leagues. He's owned in all my damn leagues, I'll tell you that much. But you know, he he was on the Raiders, he got buried, but now he's on the Lions that don't have any I, I aged us, sorry. You know, he's uh he he's on the Lions where they don't have any lead guys. Like remember he did really well when, when Keenan Allen got hurt when he was on the Chargers. Like I would easily spend an early third round on this guy, you mm-hmm. know, just to get him on my team on the off chance the Lions don't spend any capital on a wide receiver and the chance that he can be decent. Like to me, it, it just builds up so much because like right now, if waivers were running, all of the real free agency in the league, yeah, there'd be a lot of free agent moves, uh, waiver claims going on. And to me, it matters more to have the draft more valuable than waivers. So that's that's the only reason I do it is because I think it's I can't think of it like better. It's not better because again, it's just the way I prefer it. I think it's more valuable valuable to make the picks valuable as opposed to people wasting fab right now. Because the fab you're using right now is the fab you have for the season, unless you're a commissioner that likes to do even more work and you have off season and in in season fab. That's just exhausting. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't bother with that. Uh, No. So yeah, I, I. it's weird coming out of my mouth to say that I think something should be locked in a dynasty league, but I do. I lock, I lock fab pretty closely after the NFL season ends. Yeah. Well, and like you said, I mean, it just kind of adds some value to, to the rookie draft. And then, like I said, I mean, I'm just going to tease this. This is totally for a separate episode altogether, but like I've kind of been kicking around the idea of a supplemental draft, you know, right before the season starts. And I guess, you, yeah. you know, you, you like you can add some value to that as well um, by keeping waivers locked. But I do like your idea of uh, of, you know, doing one more run after the season is over. Like it also allows especially like the the playoff teams to kind of clean up their rosters a little bit where, you know, like two years ago when Seattle was totally out of running backs and had to bring Marshawn Lynch out of retirement. Like somebody picked him up to use him in the fantasy playoffs. And then, you know, the season was over and he went back into retirement. You know, you've got the ability to drop him again and, you know, in favor of like a, instead of just dropping him, you could add like a prospect up instead of just having an open roster spot. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, so I, I like that. I think I'm, uh, I'm sold on that idea. Um, what else? That's, that's kind of it for waivers, right? I think we, we, I think we, uh, beat it into the ground at this point. Yeah. <laughs> every, every stone was, uh, has been turned at this point on waivers. So yep. that makes it easy. We can wrap this one up. We can adjourn this meeting of the commissioners, uh, the commissioner's office of Superflex city, and we can pound the gavel. 